Hello everyone, it's Bill Thompson, T-Bill, and welcome to Plain Market Talk, where I will provide a straightforward interpretation and analysis of current market news based on my background as a retired Wall Street stockbroker with almost 50 years of experience. And I will also provide business lessons to help you become much more successful with your personal finance, trading, and investments. So let's get started. Hey everyone, it's Bill Thompson, T-Bill, looking to Plain Market Talk. Today is Monday, April 11, 2022. Okay, we'll see what went on with the markets today. We have a big inflation report coming out Tuesday morning that the market will be looking at. Uh, oil prices are continuing to come down. Uh, we'll talk about the reasons for that. Russia went into a technical default on its debt today. We'll talk about what that means, a technical default. Uh, we'll look about we'll look at the uh, movie box office over the weekend. I mentioned the other day, um, industry is taking a close look at Sonic the Hedgehog 2 uh, to see if families might be returning to the theaters. Uh, Krispy Kreme Donuts has announced they're going to be tying in a, a dozen Krispy Kremes to the price of a gallon of gas. Uh, Shopify is going to do a 10 for 1 stock split and they are doing some um, situation where their founder will still retain a lot of voting power. We'll talk about that. Uh, saw an article at 40% of job switchers already looking for new positions. All right, so first of all, let's talk about the uh, markets and see what went on today. Okay, so the markets were down slightly. Uh, looking ahead now to this, these two big inflation reports coming out, uh, Tuesday morning to consumer price index, Wednesday morning to producer price index, and we are now at the beginning of earnings season. All right, so today the Dow Jones Industrial Average is down 1.19%, S&P 500 now 1.69, and the NASDAQ Composite down 2.18%. Okay, so tomorrow is the consumer price index. The anticipation from the market is that that number will come in at an annualized rate of 8.4%. That will be the highest level of inflation, uh, I believe, since 1981. Now, the one thing I've talked about before is that you have to be careful with these consensus estimates. They are averages from various economists and analysts that, that are polled. Sometimes the numbers are all really tight together, and at other times they're all over the place. You know, some examples I've used in the past, if you have three estimates as an example, 5, 10, and 15, you add them up, divide by three, you come up with an average of 10, but the numbers are all over the place versus estimates of 9, 10, and 11, that also averages out to 10. So uh, back during the COVID time period, the, these estimates were all over the place. So whenever a number came out, it was always seemed to be better than some expectations, not as, not as good as others. Uh, I, I think the numbers are tightening up again, but the market's expecting the worst with this number, really, really high inflation. So 8.4% annualized rate. Uh, we'd been running at about 1-2% for several years now, so this is a pretty high number. Uh, so if the number comes in below this number, I could see the markets having a pop on this. It's already expecting the worst, so we'll see. It could come in worse, too. All right, so here's the thing with the consumer price index. It's a basket of, of goods and services that the average person pays for. It's about 400 different items in eight categories, uh, if I remember. 
Okay, so, and it's weighted. You know, obviously, somebody spends more money on rent or mortgage in a month than they do on toothpaste. All right. So here's the thing. Uh, there's some criticisms of the consumer price index, though. Why the Federal Reserve doesn't really use it that much anymore. I mean, they will look at it, but they use something called the uh, Personal Consumption Expenditures Index. All right. The, the criticism of the consumer price index is it doesn't take into account uh, how people change their spending over time. It's slow to change. It also doesn't take into account the substitution effect. And I've talked about this in the past, so just a quick review. Uh, I remembered, and I've used this example before, like in the early 2000s, 2001, I think it was, they still had VCRs in there as an item people spend money on, where DVD players had already been out for years. So it, it is slow to change, and it doesn't take into account the substitution effect. And just to the same example I've used on previous sessions, you know, if you're used to drinking coffee every day, you go to Starbucks, get some big coffee for like $3, and you walk in one day and they tell you it's $50 now for a shortage of coffee or something, well, the consumer price index just works in, okay, price of coffee is going from 3 to $50, where in reality, you're going to have consumers that will just, I'll forget coffee, I'll switch to tea or um, hot chocolate or something else. So, uh, But anyway, we got that number coming out first thing in the morning, consumer price index, 8.30 in the morning Eastern time. So that will be before the market opens. All right, oil. Oil is continuing to come down. Uh, why? On the, on the fear that the world economies are beginning to slow down. Now, I've been talking about West Texas crude for a while as a benchmark. Uh, I did get asked, though, about uh, Brent, Brent crude. Uh, what is that? So I'll concentrate on Brent today. That's a, uh, another benchmark. All right. Brent crude, uh, let's see. Uh, Brent is uh, was $140 a barrel in early March. Now it's below $100 a barrel at $99.27. West Texas crude at $95.21. So what Brent is, uh, it's North Northern Sea oil. Uh, there's about 18 oil fields in the North Sea, you know, Norway, north of England, all those places. It's a combination of the, the oil that comes from those 18 oil fields. So that's what Brent is, B-R-E-N-T. What Brent is, it's an acronym for the geo, five geologic like areas in the North Sea. I don't remember their exact names, but that, that's what it's for. It's The BR is like the first two letters of one of the geologic areas. The E is another one, or B is one, R is one. I don't know, something like that. But it's, uh, it's an acronym. I could probably look it up uh, here. What does Brent stand for? I'm just going by what uh, I remember from years ago. The uh, Here it is. All right. Um, yeah, combination of the crude oil. Uh, I'm just seeing if I can get what the name actually is. But you know what? I'm not going to even worry about it right now. But that that's what it is. It's a bunch of geologic features up in the North Sea. All right. So anyway, all right. So we got that. Now, one reason oil is coming down um, it's affected by economies. If you have a slowdown in an economy, uh, there's not as much oil being used. You know, people maybe not driving to work as much. 
And oil companies, the, a lot of times they trade on what are called futures contracts. And I'll cover futures on another session. I'm saying I do that for a while. Uh, they're pricing on future expectations. But that's the feeling, economic slowdown. From what I'm being told, gas prices on average are down 12 cents a gallon over the last week. And we may see some more decreases coming up. It's um, basically on the um, expectation of lower demand. All right, so we got that. Uh, Russia had a payment on its debt due earlier today, and according to Standard & Poor's that rates bonds, they are now considered to be in default. The reason it's a technical default, uh, they offered to pay, Russia offered to pay bondholders in rubles. No, these bondholders want these payments in U.S. dollars. Uh, it said Russia attempted to pay in rubles for $2 denominated bonds that matured on April 4th. Um, they said, as Senator Porus said, this is a selective default because investors are unlikely to be able to convert the rubles into dollars equivalent to the original due amounts. All right, so this is a technical default. Uh, Russia has 30 days to make full payment. However, if it does not, or if in the meanwhile, uh, S&P and some of these Western banks that decide that Russia is not going to be able to make these payments, they could declare them in full default. And this is gonna affect Russia for years, if not decades to come, regardless what happens uh, with everything. Uh, they would be forced to pay higher interest rates, not have as easy access to credit. Uh, it's gonna be a big deal. So technically, right now it's a technical default, but it could become a full default. All right, what else we got here? Krispy Kreme is pegging its donut prices to a gallon of gas, all right? Krispy Kreme says that every Wednesday from April 13th through May 4th, April 13th this week, every Wednesday from April 13th through May 4th, Krispy Kreme will sell a dozen original glazed donuts for the price of a gallon of regular gas. Each week, the chain will use Monday's national average gas price to set the cost for the donuts. Okay, so, you know, if gas prices come down, that will be... Uh, a decrease in the cost of Krispy Kreme donuts. It says here on Monday, I'm not sure if that's today, I guess today, yeah. Uh, it says the average is $4.11 a gallon. So that's what they will sell for, $4.11. All right, cool. It says here a dozen original glaze would typically go for at least $10 at Krispy Kreme. Okay. Um, I haven't been at a Krispy Kreme in years, but I'm going to go ahead and assume that's correct. All right. Uh, also, yeah, Kmart. Kmart announced closing another store. They're down to three stores now. Kmart has one, two, three stores, uh, and they are just about out of business. I think the three are like ones in like Bridgeport, Connecticut or something. I, mean, I think one's up in New York somewhere, on Long Island, I think, and maybe one in New Jersey. Yeah, Kmart, I remembered as a young stockbroker, they were everywhere. They had several thousand stores in the United States. There was talk that they were gonna not only become the world's largest retailer, but the world's largest corporation. And they're basically gone now. Uh, the world's largest corporation back in those days, uh, we're talking like the late 70s, was General Motors. Today, the world's largest corporation is actually Walmart. Uh, uh, we usually go by uh, annual sales, and Walmart's about a third bigger than Apple, a quarter bigger than Amazon. So, uh, But anyway, yeah, Kmart, uh, I remember them well. They used to have these blue light specials. All of a sudden, this blue light would go on. They'd announce a blue light special. I'll never forget years ago, I was standing in a Kmart, 
and this one that the blue light special went off and this one woman turned and made a mad dash for it and she she was pretty like burly like she hadn't missed too many meals and i'm six feet six inches tall 270 pounds and she accidentally banged into me or maybe purposely to get out of the way i almost fell over man she was going for that blue light special so anyway uh, not too many um kmart's left sears that's that merged with kmart years ago they don't have too many more stores so that's uh, probably going to be the end of kmart soon all right so that's that uh what else do we have? Yeah, uh, in the box office, movie industry. I said the other day, we had Sonic uh, the Hedgehog, Sonic 2, I think it's called. Uh, really first family movie uh, out in uh, the big family movie of 2022. You know, Spider-Man came out in December. And the markets wanted to see what would happen, especially the movie industry. And yeah, $71 million. It came in really good numbers. That's really good numbers for a uh, family movie. So it says here, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 powered to 71 million, a domestic box office debut, a hopeful indication that family audiences are feeling better about returning to movie theaters. So number one, uh, Morbius came in at number two. I don't see their numbers here, but uh, anyway, so really good with Sonic the uh, Hedgehog. Also Warner Brothers, I still call them Warner Brothers, Warner Media, whatever they are. Um, Discovery Warner Media. They did announce today officially that the movie The Batman will be on HBO Max a week from today, um, August, excuse me, not August, April, April 18th. So about 45 days after release in the theaters. That had been rumored for a while, but the official announcement came today. All right. So uh, let's see. It says Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog costs $90 million. So if it's already brought in $70 million in the first weekend, that's going to be a good number for them. All right. So we got that uh what else do we got a couple more things uh saw an article here uh war for talent continues uh still i believe 10 11 million jobs open in the united states 40 percent of recent job switchers again looking for a new position all right so uh, people still moving around. I know there's a situation some people quit their jobs they were at for years to go work somewhere else and now they're wanting to go back to their original job um which can be a touchy situation. Uh, but, you know, if the company needs you and if you left on good terms, we had, uh, when I remember years ago, we had a stockbroker that left. Uh, he left to go into a different industry. It wasn't even like going to another brokerage firm, but he left on very good terms, you know, put in a proper notice. And he went into theater or something. And, and like six months later, it didn't work out. We hired him back. So anyway, it's, I guess, how you approach it. All right, so we got that. A couple of more things here, and then we'll wrap things up. Yeah, Shopify. Uh, Shopify, um, it says they're going to do a 10 for 1 stock split. Uh, so let me see what their stock is at. Give me a second here. This will be our last thing for today. All right, let's see here. I think it's just shop uh, is their trading symbol. But you know what? You can go to Yahoo and then finance and just type it in. Yeah, it's just shop, S-H-O-P, Sam, Henry, Oscar, Paul. Uh, yeah, it's an expensive stock, $617 a share. So a 10 for one split would bring it down around $61, $62 a share. Uh, the idea, it makes the stock more affordable to new investors. Uh, and also it increases the number of shares outstanding. That helps with liquidity. It helps protect them against what's known as a hostile takeover. Um, and it says here, they're seeking shareholder approval for a founder share 
for its CEO, Toby Lurk, to increase, uh, Luke K, sorry, Toby Luke K, to increase his voting power, uh, said he would have voting power 40% of the stock. We do see that. It's kind of rare. WWE does the same thing. They trade under the symbol WWE. Last I checked, Vince McMahon only owns 6% of WWE Class A stock. But it's a weird situation. He owns like 80% of the voting rights of a Class B stock. That's the one that votes on things. So he still has effective control of the company. All right. So we're going to wrap things up for today. Uh, we'll get a look at that consumer price index. And also we've got the producer price index report coming out on Wednesday. Uh, see how these inflation numbers look. Hope everyone's doing well. Bill Thompson, T-Bell. Talk to everybody again soon. Take care. See ya.